Yeah. Hey, y'all. My name is Annabelle. It's super nice to meet you. Um, I'm a music curator. I make music content on TikTok. I'm also the founder of a really awesome company um, called TGS, um, which is the abbreviation. Um, and I'm from Los Angeles, California. I live in New York now, and I just love music so much. And so I'm very grateful to be here. So I grew up just always being surrounded by a lot of music. I remember my mom was a kickboxing instructor at a gym. And so every week I would go with her and sit in on her classes and listen to the, I would hear the playlist that she made and it was all like 50 Cent Kanye West like early 2000s hip-hop and R&B so I grew up listening to a ton of that and then on my dad's side my dad was really into like the Beatles and the Beach Boys and so I just grew up with two parents who really loved music but like completely different kinds of music and my parents have been taking me to concerts since I was really young um so I just grew up around a lot of music it's I just have so many amazing memories tied to music throughout my life and so I just think I really had so many special experiences with music I've always really just appreciated it and the role it plays and how we view the world. So yeah, that's how I kind of grew up with music and the relationship I have with it today is so special. I think because I've had 23 years of life to like get to know what music feels like to me. Um, The very first one, I mean, I was the first artist I was really, really into was like Justin Bieber when Justin Bieber became huge and kind of at the same time, One Direction, like both of those artists, I always make the joke, like probably the reason I got so into the music industry and so enamored by it was because I wanted to know everything about Justin Bieber. I needed to know like his manager's name, his security guard's name, like how everything worked behind the scenes. So One Direction and Justin Bieber were the first artists I was like super into. But also when I was younger, I would say like the Beatles and Kanye West, those are definitely some big artists I was into when I was young too. Now, now is good. So when, when was the moment you stopped hearing me? Oh, 20 seconds ago. Okay. That's perfect. Sorry. I, we just had some technical difficulties, but now it's okay. they can hear me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we were talking about Kanye. I was just saying how like everybody on my show just like is so just like loves Kanye, but, mm -hmm. um, going from that, like when, I don't know. How did you how did you start this whole thing that you're doing now? Like Annabelle from I don't know, was was the first the first platform you used that you like became like a music influencer on TikTok or did you start on, on another platform before? Yeah. So before everything happened, I had toyed around on Instagram for a little while trying to make a playlist or um, I tried to make an Instagram called playlist where I would post a weekly playlist. I tried to start that up a little bit and then it died and I kind of gave up on it. But um, then how it all started really was through a TikTok. I made a TikTok one night just for fun and it was what his favorite rapper says about him. Mm -hmm. And I woke up the next morning and it had like blown up like crazy. And so that's how I got my start was just I made that into a series and then kind of diversified talking about whatever music stuff I felt passionate about on TikTok. Um, and that's how I got my start. And then I eventually moved to Instagram, creating TGS and growing it on there. Um, but TikTok was kind of the place where it all took off. Yeah. And I want you to tell me because I just find that like I'm not very good at creating playlists for myself. But I know like you started doing that and a lot of people come to you as like a music curator, I guess you would uh, call it or like playlist curator. But Like, how mm -hmm. do you view the whole art of making a playlist? Because I know, like, for me, I just associated with that show I watch, like, um, what was it? High Fidelity, I think. Or, like, yeah, when, when, like, people would make CDs for other people. I personally, I just listen to music on shuffle. But I think you just, like, the way you create them is very beautiful. So I just, like, like, what makes you, like, like this process of making a playlist so much? And how do you, like, go about it? 
Yeah. I mean, I've always felt since I was really young that I just felt like music was a way that I could communicate better than my own words. Like it's really hard for me to put especially big feelings into words. And so I would always look to music and artists and even outside of lyrics, but just like chords and like different transitions like within the music that just kind of express emotion in a different way. So when I look at a playlist uh, and when I listen to a playlist that I, you know, I've made intentionally to share a certain message, I just think it's really beautiful. Like kind of like you were saying in high fidelity, like there's the song that says like, oh, there might be more here than you think. And, you know, a, a, a playlist can carry so much emotion, so many messages, and it can really tell a story too, especially like the way I make playlists, like I'll sequence them like very meticulously. So they kind of tell a story and like where one song leaves off, another song will pick up and kind of continue the story that was being told. So I don't know. I think playlists are just a really cool way of expressing emotion, especially for someone like me where I'm not great with words. So like if I want to tell you how I feel, I'm probably going to just send you a playlist. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like that's something that I know, you know, like a lot of us is just, oh, like when you send someone a playlist and it's just like between the two of you. But then you see like it has another like from someone It's like, oh, this was like a very intimate things, intimate thing between the two of us. But like. From how you've seen just like the history of making playlists and everything, like what do you think made them so big? Because now the big thing is like I think people do promotional stuff with uh, putting their music on Spotify curated playlists and that's how they blow up. Do you think that was like a Spotify thing or like an earlier day thing? I don't really know. It's hard to say. I mean, we've been making playlists for so long, even before like Spotify, people were making mixtapes and CDs. So I think it's just always been a way for people to communicate. Now, I think with Spotify and like the recent focus on curators, I think it's exploded just because like for artists, particularly in like a more analytical standpoint, like it's probably the best way for you to get your music discovered is like mm -hmm. getting on a playlist. And, you know, I think if you know someone has good taste, whether that be like the Spotify curated playlist or like a YouTuber that you watch and, you know, you love their taste and their style, um, just kind of being able to listen to music hand selected by someone else who you think is cool or you trust their point of view. Um, I think that's what's made it so popular on platforms like Spotify. But yeah, it's also like a really good way to get your music discovered. If you get like a top slot on a really popular playlist, you can get millions of streams on a song from it. Yeah, I think like I know for sure I get a lot of my like the new music from like the Poland uh spotify players like the planet rave one or just like all these ones because they're just people that i don't know are just like have more time and are just better at like feeling everything but um no i know that one really cool thing that you do is that you throw a lot of art like a lot of shows with a lot of upcoming artists and uh could you tell me a little bit more about that because i think like i've been seeing on your instagram and they're all like packed every single time so Just tell me like as much as you want about that, because that's just like very, very fascinating to me. And I'm just like I'm part of the I go to a lot of like underground shows in Philly. So I'm very curious mm -hmm. how you see it from your perspective, from your perspective and the show that you create, too. Yeah. So kind of my background with shows particularly is I grew up in L.A. So I was around some of the biggest, most exciting music festivals like in the world. Like I I went to this festival called FYF where I saw Frank Ocean and I would go to these smaller, more underground festivals. Um, and I just loved like lineups and the way that lineups are curated and the ways that like, you know, shows with really cool lineups would bring together really dope groups of people. So it was always just something I was super passionate about was like the curation of lineups and how artists fit together to create a certain vibe. And so after I started TGS and it was going well for a while and I moved back down to LA, 
I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do a show and I really want to put together a show that represents my taste because I've never seen a show that like fully represented my taste. And I was like, while I'm at it, why not like represent small upcoming artists? Cause it's a lot easier to put together than booking huge talent. I've never done that before. And, you know, it'll be a good way to create community, to bring people together, to support, you know, rising artists that are really awesome. So um, I had my first one in October of 2021 and I had friends that flew out from Atlanta to perform. I had local friends come. So just seeing the enthusiasm from the first show was really exciting. But since then, it's kind of just built up and up and become, you know, this really cool opportunity to bring together like packed lineups of super small artists, but they're all like so high quality and seeing like the crowd's reaction and energy when they understand like how amazing these artists are when they come together. It's so special. And I just love putting like eight artists on a lineup. I think it just makes the night so much more fun and it brings out more people. No, I agree. And especially like I've been seeing just like after the pandemic cooled down a little bit, I think like I, I have a lot of my friends in Philly who throw a lot of shows. And I think sometimes like rather than booking one big artist you can book like six smaller artists but people are ha like are really loyal to i don't know like their music or they really like them or they're like i don't know local niche celebrities in their area or like in their city and i think mm -hmm. i don't know i think like the small up-and-coming artists sometimes just throw way better shows just because like i don't know like they care so much more and they've been doing and they like really want to impress and they really want to i don't know they want people to see them in a good light so i think i don't know i've had recently so much more fun at these smaller more intimate shows than like at a very big venue because even though you know like I went to a Kendra concert and I really like his music but I was like the last seat like next to the wall so I couldn't really mm -hmm. see anything but these smaller shows you can feel so connected to them I don't know I just think it's a really cool thing and I know you also so you told me you were like in between LA and New York Right now, what made you move from Los Angeles to living in New York now? I think it was a lot of different things. I mean, I've wanted to move to New York since I was probably about 14. I've always been super infatuated with New York. I love all the movies that take place in New York. And it just seemed like a really exciting place to be. And then once I was in music, and especially once I started working in the space of hip hop that I really love, which is like abstract kind of jazz avant-garde hip hop, um, artists like Navy Blue, like Wiki, like... Um, Griselda, like that's all located in New York. And I was really infatuated with um, the music scene in New York, specifically like, you know, hip hop music. And that's where hip hop music was born. So I figured, you know, might as well go out there. And I had a lot of amazing creative friends out there. Um, and I was out of college for a year and I had a few college friends who moved out there. So I was like, you know what, if I don't do it now, I probably never will. I was kind of tired of Los Angeles. I grew up there. So I was like, it's time for a new change. And especially like, I really wanted to fast forward the change I was feeling coming in my life with building this business, with creating this TikTok platform. I was like, I think a change in environment, like a dramatic change in environment will only accelerate like my personal growth. So I went for it. Yeah, no, for sure. I you're talking about Navy Blue. I recently saw him a boiler room and it was just like such a cool experience because I feel like those types of artists weren't really booked at those types of shows. And I know you described a little bit now and you were talking about how you've never like really seen a show for your music taste or how you view music. Like, how would you describe your music taste more like elaborately or how like you think that doesn't like that didn't really have a spot in the shows that you were going to? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to explain my own music taste. 
that's why I created TGS like yeah. no one's know what it stands for and I can't swear but like that's really what like my music case is to me it's just everything is like the best of the best just like great quality I feel like the music I like tends to be really cathartic really like unique um I like stuff that's really dreamy like abstract colorful but it's hard to like really put it into too many words I just think I have a really broad music taste and I think what I enjoy about my shows is that it'll either be like hyper focused on a specific niche in music and really bring together like artists that I see having like a lot in common or it'll be artists from like all types of different genres but that still go together really well for un some unspoken x factor um so yeah I don't really know how I would describe my music taste in general but I think my my shows that I've been putting together are the best shows that I've seen that really represent my music taste obviously because I'm the one who put them together yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Sometimes, like most of the times when I ask this question, there's not really an answer, and everybody's just like, "I like everything that's good to me and what I like." You know, like there's there's just so much music out there, and I think with how like music promotion, music discovery goes right now is just so hard to just like box in and like, oh, I just listened to this one genre because that was just like so many years ago. But um, yeah, I also know this was a very cool thing. I saw that you were like, I don't know if like that's correct but like you were one of the first like music influencers to go on tour with a group with earth gang so is that like accurate were you the first music influencer to go on tour with a group i cannot confirm if i was the first yeah. to ever do it but i have not seen anyone else do it but uh -huh. also in general the whole idea of a music influencer is pretty new i mean anthony fantano's done it for a long time like youtube music reviewers have been doing it for a long time so I'm definitely not the first, like, people came before me to make this possible, but I'm pretty sure I'm the first, like, TikTok mm -hmm. music influencer to go on tour. And I honestly haven't seen anyone do it since. So it's been really cool to have that unique, um, that unique, like, job to be able to do that. It was really special. Yeah, like, what what were you doing? Because I, I just, like, I've never heard anybody do it. So I'm just very curious how that whole experience was for you. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. So how it happened was like, I had just moved to New York. And then one day I get a call from Earth Gang's manager, who I didn't know, like, I had never really communicated with their team like that. And he basically told me, like, we want to use TikTok to promote our tour and our album, and we don't know how to do it well. So we're gonna, we want to bring you because we know you know how to do it. So we want to give you that responsibility. And I had complete creative freedom. And they basically just brought me on tour with them and said, make some TikToks, do what you think is best to promote the, the tour and the album. Cause it was right before their album released and they were doing um, like free listening parties for the album. So if you went, you heard the whole album and it was unreleased. So I really just went with the flow and every tour stop, I would think of a cool, funny video, a few cool, funny videos, ideas to shoot with Earth Gang. And they were like super cooperative and really sweet about it. And then I would shoot like behind the scenes stuff. I would vlog myself, like being excited about the experience and just really tried to like share all of the enthusiasm that was coming, you know, with me going on this tour. Because I think what a lot of people were excited about the music, but they were equally excited to see like a music fan just like them having this kind of experience because I really like a lot of what I do is I'm trying to inspire people to know that they can do this too so yeah I think that was a really fun part of it too just giving my personal experience in general I think it was just um it was really special for me it was my first time being in such close proximity with artists that I love 
so much. I've been listening to Earth Gang for a long time. So I learned a lot. Um, it helped me be really creative and get out of my comfort zone with TikToks. It was my first time going on any kind of tour. So that built up my experience. And I now have like a really great relationship with Earth Gang and their team. Um, so yeah, it was an awesome time. No, I bet like that. That sounds amazing. You know, like one one day you just like post a TikTok from your room and then the other day, like you get to go on tour with Earth Gang. Like that just sounds insane. You know, it's just like I just think like this platform specifically gives people opportunities that have never actually been seen before. It like such with such rapidity and like it's everything just is very quick. And mm -hmm. uh, on that, because I know like TikTok's very quick and like music trends are very quick. What do you think about like the whole music promotion on TikTok and like in the industry and how fast it moves now and how hard it is to like, you know, because there's so many, like, how do you actually make it to like, you know, like people to actually see you on the platform and everything? Yeah, it's something that's still really hard for me to this day because TikTok is always changing. What people want to see is always changing. So I definitely am always struggling with the TikTok algorithm and trying to figure out how it works. But I can only really speak for my own style. But I think just when you're authentically excited about what you're sharing, that's how you get people's attention. Whether you're an artist trying to market your own music or someone like me trying to promote other people's music, if you're doing it with authenticity and just like good energy and you're genuinely excited about it, that's what's going to make it do best. Um, but music promotion in general on TikTok is crazy. Like the market has exploded. There's so much money going into it. There's so many people trying to do it. Like my entire For You page is people trying to market their music. So it's definitely really saturated. I think it can be really, it can be really intimidating for artists or for people trying to start as being a curator because it feels like there's so many other people doing it. Um, but I think what's beautiful about TikTok is the way that it creates community with the algorithm and it really like groups people together based on common interests. So I think that, you know, it's a really cool way to organically market music. And so for anyone out there listening, like if you're too scared to try to market your music or be a music curator on TikTok, you should definitely go for it because you never know how it could change your life, you know? No, that's so true. Because like at WKDU, we're more about like promoting like a lot of local music and people that don't really have space on mainstream radio and like on mainstream outlets. Uh, Too. So that's why I really wanted to talk to you because I know like through your platform, you promote a lot of like up and coming artists and like you manage up and coming artists. And I know like you do so many things in like the more like non mainstream area of music, if that makes sense. And I just think mm -hmm. like that's such a cool way to promote it because there's different people that promote it differently. Like I know how it works in Philly and how people do it here. But I was just wondering because, you know, you're you were in L.A. and in New York. But um. No, talking about like you just I, I was just listening because I know like you do everything. So I know you also yeah. you also manage some artists. So could you tell me a little bit a little bit about that as well? Yes. So I manage one artist by the name of Diz. Um, he's a jazz musician and hip hop artist. I met him in the fall of 2021. So kind of right as I was starting everything up when I moved to L.A. Um, and I was just immediately so blown away by his talent and his sound and just like the raw emotion and his music. And I've been working with him for about a year now, and it's been really beautiful. We've put out one album together, Ultraviolet, and it did so well. And he's working on a new album now, which is super, super exciting. And um, yeah, he's so talented. He goes to the Berkeley College of Music and 
he plays the saxophone and he's just the coolest. I'm like very, very optimistic about where his career is going. I love the way that we work together because we ended up being like really great friends and we have a super good relationship. Um, managing is really fun. It's super hard, especially because like I've never done it before mm -hmm. and there's no real way to learn how to manage. You just kind of have to do it on the job. Um, so I've just been like asking a lot of questions. I have a lot of friends who are great managers. So I look to them. Um, but yeah, it's been great so far. And I'm just like, so honored to be able to work with an artist like him because he's just so special. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm just like, just listing all these things. I'm just wondering how you have time for everything, you know, with like all mm -hmm. the th throwing events and managing and doing everything. But I know, yeah. uh, another thing that I wanted to ask you about is I know you do some collaborative work with a uh, noisy, like the music side of Vice, right? Yeah. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about that as well? Yeah, so I started that because um, my friend Maria, who's the VP of A&R at Columbia Records, she's been like one of my first supporters at the very beginning of when I started doing TikTok, amazing woman in music. She sent me a tweet from one of the editors at Noisy saying that they were looking for someone to help with TikTok. And I was like, gosh, darn it, like this is a sign because there's no one better for this job. So I responded to the tweet. I DM'd him a couple times and I was like, please pick me like this. Like I would be so good at this. And then um, he reached out, he reached back out, said he loved my work. And then I started working with them. So right now I'm basically just making a couple videos per week with Noisy. Um, I'm doing like news recaps, some like essay videos, diving into deeper music topic topics like um, why ranking albums numerically is like bad or why we shouldn't use the term industry plant and things like that. Um, so it's really fun. It's really awesome being able to work with a music outlet like that, just because I feel like Vice and Noisy. Um, I love the way they share news and music and all their content in general is just super interesting and really well thought out. So it's been really fun. Yeah, we do. Like here at WKDU, we do have debates sometimes about rating albums numerically. So uh, mm -hmm. that's a very, that's definitely a very interesting, like heated topic, I would say on Twitter and everything. But uh, mm -hmm. could you tell me like your opinion? Do you think like we should or we shouldn't do it? It's hard to tell someone if they should or shouldn't. I mean, I think it just makes more sense for some people to rate albums numerically. For me personally, I've never been a black or white kind of person. I live in the gray area. I'm always like, it's not about or. I want to focus on the and. And I think when you're not rating albums numerically, it just opens up conversation for so much more about how we can compare them. Like, oh, maybe this album, I think it's better lyrically. But in terms of production, maybe I think it's better here. So it's just so hard to say like each artist makes such unique music like how could we ever compare on one scale you know I think that's the main issue I have with it is I think that each project put out by an artist is such a unique piece of work that's so representative of them and just like there's no two snowflakes that are alike like there's no two albums that are alike I think it's really hard to compare them in a way that's fair no I completely agree because I just listened to like so much music and like a variety of genres and just like I can't even compare two albums from the same artist like yeah one of them could be horrible but maybe it was done I don't know in a period of of like their life when they were feeling horrible or like they weren't as inspired so I don't know I really we really do talk about it here a lot in the radio so that's a whole because we just get so much music sent now like we have just so many like vinyls and CDs from like back in the day. We've been a radio station since the 70s. So we definitely, you know, mm. like there's different opinions because there's people who review music here too. And there's people who like don't review, but we just like want to have a conversation. So I've always 
me personally, I've always uh, thought that that conversation was very interesting. So I was just like, you know, wondering what your input was on it, of course. But um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was just wondering, I know like in general, like, as you said, your music style is very broad, but who would you say are like, I don't know, your inspirations, if you have any, like right now in terms of like messaging or how they go about mm -hmm. music or it, it doesn't even have to be music related. Like you could just like tell me anything or music related, anything you want, actually. Yeah. Oh, I have so many inspirations. Like I'm so inspired all the time by like just people around me. I mean, I'm inspired by like my that's like such an overwhelming question because I, I look to people for inspiration so much for my mm -hmm. work. Like that's a huge thing that keeps me motivated. So I think my number one is probably like Pharrell Williams. I think that the way that he stays true to his style and is so himself, I think he's like the prime example of how well you can succeed by being your authentic self and not trying to mimic anybody else. Um, and I just love his style and I love his skincare brand. It's so good. Um, it's so it's so aesthetically pleasing. Like the packaging is. I haven't tried it, but it looks perfect. Oh, it's so good. Like the exfoliation is crazy. And then I also really look up to Rick Rubin. Um, just the way he conceptualizes music. He's the person that I think has the closest conceptualization of music to me. Like I listen to his interviews and I hear his responses and I'm like, that's exactly what I would say. So um, I very much look up to him and the role he's played in so many different kinds of music from Metallica to Kendrick Lamar like he's worked with everyone so Rick Rubin is a huge inspiration for me um I also really look up to um I love the designer Sean Brown I love his work and the way he incorporates music into his designs I think it's really dope um who else SZA I love her also just like speaking to being authentic and like not pleasing anyone with your work like really just doing you and being successful by being yourself so those are a couple of my influences. Yeah, I'd say those are pretty good ones. I know you said you were talking about Rick Rubin. Have you watched like his documentary Shangri-La? Because that was one of like the best things I've watched music related. Yeah, I'd, it's it's very special. Shangri-La is so I used to live um, in Santa Monica for a while and I used to like drive up to my dad's house in Ventura and I would always drive on PCH and Shangri-La is right along there so every time I did the drive I would drive by Shangri-La and like peek up the driveway like <laughs> one day I'm gonna be in there um and yeah that that documentary is crazy no I I agree I think after I watched it I recommended it to every single person I know even if they're like interested in music or not because I do have a lot of friends who are very like musically inclined but I was like even if you do engineering or just like business in college, you need to watch this because it's just, I don't know. It just like did something to me after I watched it. So I'd really do. I, I really, I really love Rick Rubin as well. And I think, I don't know, he's just like a huge, like a very important person in the music industry as well. But um, yeah. I don't know, like I've been, this is, I don't really know how to put this question, but like, I really wanted to talk to you because you're one of the few like women that I've seen on the platform that work in music. And I just wanted to ask you and in, for, in, in like terms of shows and managers into is just like so male dominated in the music mm -hmm. industry. So I was just wondering, like, how do you view the industry as like a woman going into it because it's so male dominated in like all areas, I would say. Yeah, I think there's so many positives and negatives to it. I mean, a positive is so many people are rooting for you because you're a woman in music. Like, I think right now where we're 
that culturally like a lot of people do want to see women win especially other women obviously so I get so much support from women and it's like I feel like I've built such an uplifting community of women in music just because I've been willing to go for it and I just feel like I have so many people cheering me on um so that's really amazing I also just feel like um as a woman and I mean anyone this this isn't really like attached to gender but I just feel like in me and like my feminine energy like in the way I'm able to be calm and like really friendly and loving and nurturing I think it helps me build like very trusting like loving relationships with a lot of the artists I work with which just makes my work like so much more pleasant and so much more based in like friendship than just business and like let's work you know kind of mentality mm -hmm. but at the same time it's definitely hard like um voicing your opinion can be really scary and having to, you know, like step up and really stand up for yourself and be like, no, actually I know what I'm doing. And actually I might know what I'm doing better than you, you know? And it can be kind of hard because I think when you grow up as a woman, like I've, I've been kind of conditioned to second guess myself a lot. And so I've had to unlearn a lot of that and be like, no, like just because I'm a woman, like I don't have to fold, like, you know, when I'm challenged, like I need to like step up and really assert that I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional, I'm successful. So there's ups and downs to both of it. Luckily, like I'm surrounded by a lot of really amazing, like people in music, men, like I work with so many like amazing men who are really respectful and really believe in me. Mm -hmm. There's also like a lot of a-holes out there who are creepy and try to like flirt with you and obviously like say weird things to you um so it's a little bit of both but overall like I'm very honored to be a woman in music and um I'm very honored like to have so many women in music around me who are killing it yeah I think if like there's any time to be a woman in the music industry is definitely now because they're just like so many women like just like non-men in general they have been blowing up and it makes me so happy and they're like topping charts you know because I don't know I I remember when I was younger in Romania and I would just listen to the American music I would just I don't know when people would think like women in music I'd be like Nicki Minaj Britney Spears and Rihanna and that was like my under or like in Madonna and that was like my mm -hmm. understanding you know and like yeah back in the day like there were Lauren Hill and all the other like like in the 80s and 90s but like you know in the 2000s and 2010s but I feel like now there's just so many so many good performers that wouldn't have had a chance like back in the day. And I don't know, like just seeing people like, I don't know, Megan Thee Stallion or Doja Cat or like SZA or everybody. It's just it makes me so happy. And especially because I don't know, I I've been watching YouTube reviews and like music reviews since I was very young in middle school. And it was always just like so many guys talking about it. And even though I agreed with their opinion, I felt like we just couldn't relate on some things just because we wouldn't really see the world the same. And sometimes, mm -hmm. like, even though I don't really think you need to, like, necessarily be a woman to review, like, an album written by a woman or somebody that's not a man, I just think sometimes you maybe would perceive it differently. So that's why, mm -hmm. that's why, I don't know. It's just, like, it makes me extremely happy to see, like, people like you and other other women who do stuff in the industry that's not necessarily like singing because it's more like there's yeah. so many singers and so many performers and musicians but like the people in the back like the record label owners or all the other mm -hmm. people like there's just so many men and while they're doing very good work it's so I don't know it's so good to see just like women and people who are not men just be there and just I don't know just be successful so I like really honestly congrats from the bottom of my heart like I think it's absolutely amazing what you do and you just do so many things and I've been following you for a long time and I think it's very 
I know I really appreciate the work that you do. And it's like, I listen to very similar music as you do. And I've never really seen like on TikTok or social media, just like someone, I don't know, a girl reviewing it. And I was like, oh, this is just so cool. Because usually, I don't know, music that's navy blue or griselda is just associated with like oh yeah it's only guys that listen to yeah. this like there's no girls like there's no way there's gonna be girls at the shows and i'm like no but there is though like there is literally we exist like we're out here and so i love i went to a griselda show recently and there was literally like maybe 20 girls in the building but i was like we are like the coolest girls in here like it's just it's cool there's lots of girls out here who listen to that kind of music so it's really cool to be able to represent for all of us and um yeah i'm i'm glad that you know you found joy in watching what I'm doing. And yeah, I just I just want to represent for all the girlies. I do. Yes, that's yeah, that's one thing that makes me very happy is just because I don't really like I don't really think music should be gendered in any way and everybody should listen to whatever they want. And it just makes right. me so happy that now we don't really have to judge like, oh, like, oh, I'm so surprised that you listen to this. Like, it's just such a, you know, like a sur- I don't know. But um, yeah. I could go on and on about this, but this is just like, <laughs> I don't know, just if representation matters in every single shape and form. And I think it's very important for women in music to do what you do and like to be in the back scenes and like in the managing positions or like in the throwing position, organizing position. So I think that's very, very cool. But um, Thank you. I had a bunch of questions, but I was just wondering, like, if you would like, I don't know, to tell me more about what you do if I missed anything or uh yeah yeah I mean shoot so I do so much it's really crazy so I mean I do my own TikTok which is fun on its own um I throw my shows I've been learning how to DJ so I'm starting to venture nice. into DJing nice. yeah Congrats. it's Thanks. It's really fun. And I feel like I'm going to get really good at it. Uh, I'm about to start learning how to use like CDJs. So I'm starting to get more familiar. And hopefully I really want to be able to like DJ in clubs and in restaurants and do my own like DJ shows. So that's been really exciting. Um, Obviously putting together a lot of shows. Um, I've been working on like really exciting merch for TGS2, which has been super fun. Um, And I mean, just like in my own personal life, I'm working on a lot. Like I'm trying to like exercise and keep like a healthy balance and like meditate um and like really nurture like my friendships and my family um so I'm, I'm doing a lot of that as well what else am I working on yeah I do management um I run content for green tea studios who are my partners um out on the west coast mm-hmm. so I do content with them I also do like back-end consulting with artists and their teams like on TikTok and how they can best market albums or like if they're trying to do a rollout on TikTok, I can help them like strategize doing that. Um so that's a, that's mainly most of the stuff I do. I don't think I miss anything. Yeah, noisy and I kind of just do random stuff whenever it comes up. Like if an opportunity comes my way in music, even if I don't really know how to do it, I'll take it and I'll learn. I really just have always been someone who's had a million hobbies and wanted to do a million different things. So that's how I like to be. Yeah, I just think this is like the way you describe what you do is just so flexible. Like, I don't really know if you could describe it just like in a few words to somebody, you know, they, you, yeah. you do. it's just like, it's such a Gen Z type of job or like Gen Z type of thinking with the whole like influencer music person that like organizes shows and manages and this, like, it's just like everything, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that I, when I was starting all of this, I was, I knew it was a huge risk, but then I took a step back and I looked at my life and I was like, I could work a 
nine to five job that I dislike and have the same thing every day, or I could make it work and do a million little things to, you know, like make an income that I can live off of and have my own schedule and be flexible. And I think what's beautiful about our generation is we're all realizing that a, like our workplaces treat us terribly and, you know, we deserve to be in charge of our own time because we live one life and we get one chance. So like, I'm going to do it the way I want to. And so to be able to take that kind of risk and break out of that system that they want you to fall into so badly, it requires a lot of work. It requires you to do a lot of things, but it's really, really liberating. So that was like a big reason behind it is just, I thought about what I wanted my life to look like in general. And I wanted to be adventurous and taking risks instead of just kind of settling into like what was expected. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's sometimes it's just very nerve wracking, but when it actually, like when you actually see it become reality, it's just like a breath of fresh air, like, oh, I made it. And it's actually, you know, like it's real and everything. But, um, Mm -hmm. I guess like one of my last questions to you is, do you have any future plans or do you have any like upcoming events that are happening? Oh my gosh. Well, I have so many future plans. Like, <laughs> it's been really crazy seeing this all come together. And like, truly, I try to articulate this to people. And unless you're in my brain, you'll never really get it. But like, this is an absolute dream come true for me. Like I never imagined myself actually going into music but my whole life it was like the dream that lived in the back of my mind so now that I know that it's possible and now that I know that people are receiving it so well like I really want to do everything like I my goal is like within the next five to ten years I want to do like a large-scale music festival like camp flogna type enormous music festival um, I want to make really high quality merch that really centers around like my first merch I've made um said I made you a playlist on it and mm -hmm. I love all of that type of messaging around like how music connects people someone else I look up to is this brand Lonely Ghost and I love the way that their um their clothing is really all about like interpersonal connection and so I kind of want to mimic that with my merch but with music so I really want to make like high quality really cool merch that's unique um other goals I have I want to move into a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> that's a big goal for myself um But yeah, I mean, shows coming up like in the more short term, we have three shows next week in New York, one at Chelsea Music Hall on September 7th. And that's all like jazzy hip hop artists. It's headlined by Cisco Swank. He plays keys for no name. Um, and he's in general just a super talented keys player. We have one on September 10th, which is Malik Elijah's New York tour stuff. Diz is going to be on that lineup as well as the September 7th lineup. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be really fun. And then September 12th, we have probably like that good shit. TGS's biggest show ever, which is um, at Baby's All Right, headlined by Midwest and Skywater, along with a couple other amazing artists. Um, so it's going to be a really busy week. And uh, we've got an Atlanta show coming hopefully in October or November. But there's always a million shows popping up. So you can find all the info on our Instagram. It's always updated on there. <laughs> yeah. So before like before we close the interview, I really want you to like say all your social media because, you, you know, you're a social media person. So I want people to find you. Yes. So you can find me in a multitude of places. My website is that good s h i t music.com. That's my website. Mm -hmm. Um there's um my Instagram, my personal Instagram is Annabelle Klein. That's A-N-N-A-B-E-L-L-E-K-L-I-N-E-E. -E -E, two E's at the end. Um, that's my username on TikTok as well. Um 
TGS on Instagram is at that good SHT. Um, and yeah, that's really where you can find me. I'm super active on all my social media and I love interacting with the community. So like send me DMs, send me your music. I have submissions for my playlist so anyone can submit music to my playlist. So yeah, anyone who's a rising artist or like producer or anything and you want to get your music out there, send it to me because like I want to help you. I, I love it. Yes, no, that's amazing. And Annabelle is definitely a great resource. I, you know, definitely recommend reaching out to her. That's why I really wanted to have her on the show because there's just like so many talented people out there. You know, you who could sometimes use like a boost from someone like you or like some some people that do stuff that you do as well. But no, thank you so much. Today was like really a pleasure. I really enjoyed this interview. And thank you so much for coming on. If I'm ever in New York and you have a show, I'll definitely come say hi. Because, you know, yes. right now this interview is on Zoom. It's not in person. But no, <laughs> thank you so much. And I hope, you know, like all the shows go well because I like all the shows are coming very soon. So, uh, you know, yeah. I, I hope everything goes well. And uh, yeah, it was just very, very good having you on today. Thanks. It was great being on here and you had some great questions. So I really enjoyed it and I'm very honored that you asked me. And this is only my second radio interview. So it's super, super exciting. So thank you. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, we love we love having you at WKDU. And uh, yeah, I'll have this is going to be recorded if you if you would like to like listen to yourself and what we talked about. But uh, cool. yeah, no, thank you so much for today. Thank you. OK, thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye.